Hey, you have made it to Bones of a Nurse podcast. Are you ready to live your best life? Well, this is a space to celebrate and investigate personal transformation. These stories are from all walks of life, and together it creates an extraordinary quilt with the common thread being that of human personal transformation, which is the initiation into embracing our true joy, who we really are. So come with me and up-level as we learn to become the producers of our own soul's song. Today's story started with the title, Why Men Disappoint Us. And I know that's a crazy statement, but I want to explore a little bit about how men can be our personal reflections. This podcast is about personal transformation, and I am so, so grateful for everyone who comes on here and they're willing to share their personal transformation. It's very personal, it's their private evolution, and it's intricately, incredibly beautiful. Um, I'm currently in my own transformation, and there are awesome things coming to the surface. So I have to talk about men, myself, and my own transformation. So what I've really learned is that there, something happens in your life where you have to change. And that's what transformation is, is you transform to change. But what makes this a life-changing, transformative experience is using that, that thing, that, that pain point, that dark night of the soul, and grabbing it, making it your own, and having it be your initiation into a life that's bigger and greater than yourself. So a lot of people can go through all sorts of things and they use what they can with it. But a few people will go through something and it will change them tremendously forever because it it's like a snowball effect and they go down this mountain slide of changing their lives. And that's what's really been happening to me. And um, it's a real beautiful place here to share those things. So I really want to talk about um, men disappointing us and holding our own vulnerability and my personal story of transformation. So it starts with the story um, that Michael Mead is one of my favorite guys that he is a professional storyteller and he's all about myths and he's phenomenal. I absolutely love him. He talks about discovering our inner genius. And one of the stories that he tells is the story that an African tribe of elders will always tell the youth. They tell the youth um, this story because they want them to know that sometimes the best way to proceed in life is to run towards the roar, the roar of a roaring lion, that sometimes the path in life is to go towards the pain. Um, to go towards what you're afraid of, the most terrifying thing. So the story goes like this. There are lions in Africa that when they get old, they're just like human beings and they lose their teeth. And um, 
they can't eat and attack antelope. So they get those older experienced lions who have a roar that is still completely intact and, and terribly scary. And they place that um, elder lion in tall grass where there's a big field of antelope, for example. They just all know what to do. So the elder goes in the tall grass. The healthy lions go on the opposite side of this big empty field where the antelope are grazing. And they have that elder lion roar. And so the natural thing to do is that all the antelope, they run away from that roar. It's so scary. That's the lion. They have to go. But what they don't know is all the healthy lions have planned it and they go and they attack and they eat all, the, all those um, antelope. So they tell this story because they want to, you know, tell their youth, sometimes the right thing is to go towards the roar and not away from it. So I just wanted to start with that story because it's um, incredibly meaningful to me. And uh, it explains why our hardships, you know, we can grab them a little braver when we run towards our pain and run towards the discomfort. For me, so much has been going on and there's going to be more podcasts about uh, my personal evolution. Um, but, you know, how I want to tell this story today is a little bit about my um, habit that became ingrained to drinking wine every single day. I loved wine. It was my my favorite treat. It was how I would reward myself. It was how I would sleep at night. And I really had to give it up. Um, and through giving it up and really looking at that, I had started um, the past couple of years with a couple of cleanses to really look at my um, ways of eating food and my ways of um, dealing with my emotions. And one of the things I realized I needed to do was I had to quit drinking. So I've used that um, letting go of, of drinking um, to become my pivotal transformation, to become my initiation into something greater. And oh my God, the one thing that I never wanted to let go, the one thing that I was, it wasn't fair for me to let go because I deserved to have that glass of wine. I work so hard. I'm a full-time nurse. I'm a mother of three. Like, are you kidding me? You can't take that away from me. And when I finally did, when I finally stretched enough to let it go, there was just so much opening um, and learning, and it was really, really hard. Um, looking back at the years that I spent uh, drinking on a daily basis, um, you know, every single night, there's, I could tell now how my dopamine in my brain got a little bit off and I, you know, I, I just wasn't as, um, my dopamine wasn't as balanced as I needed it to be. So my priorities started to get a little bit tilted. And, um, one of the things that it's important to me to share is that I ended up having an affair and my marriage ended. Um, this was so ugly and it's just something that, you know, a lot of people do it. A lot of people, um, have affairs and it's not talked about enough. And I really, um, I want to talk about it because, um, having an affair is needing a big, um, unrealistic, um, boost of dopamine and it's amazing and it's miraculous and it is setting yourself up for the biggest disappointment of your entire life. 
um, there is no affair that is going to end up in, you know, um, at least it's, it's hard work. I mean, that's not necessarily true. Sometimes, you know, things change and work out and miracles happen in these, in these people, you know, um, have good lives, but they start off from an off kilter need for that need of that dopamine hit of falling in love and, and feeling loved. So, um, because of that mistake, my marriage ended and I ended up, of course, that relationship with the man I had an affair with didn't work out. And um, I ended up dating some some men that just were not um, for me. I wasn't balanced. And so I was choosing these other relationships that just weren't, um, they just weren't right. I really needed to not be in a relationship. But people can tell you over and over and over again what you may need or, you know, all I mean, what the truth is or what they found in their life. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody tells you. You don't get it. But there's something special that I'm doing here. In doing these podcasts, there is an art of storytelling that can show you a path and a story and journey of realization that is so awesome. So I'm here to tell a lot of truths. And I've made so many mistakes in my life. Um, but I'm a better person because of it. And I want to show you my mistakes and share with you this process because it's just so valuable to me to stay connected to my community and to be transparent and um, be honorable. So, you know, all that stuff that didn't work out, my life really crumbled and I had to get to a point where I started to climb out of a depression and a whole and one thing led to the other and I got more exercise and I started to eat better and I finally got to the point where I was like I'm just gonna let go of alcohol and so I did um and I just really encourage anybody to try it for a year it's just so fantastic especially if you're a nightly wine drinker so that's enough of that part but I need to tell a story about what just happened to me this week um which is interesting. So um, I was doing yoga yesterday in the morning and um, I love yoga. I, I get to go to a class on the West side that's um, because of the, this, the pandemic, it's really small and they're just really, really awesome. And yoga, you know, I have my yoga teacher training and yoga is like such a powerful thing because it's the art of balancing our chakras, wringing out the body and the toxins and emotional blocks. And it stirs up all this um, male and feminine blocks and, you know, your Shakti and your Shiva. And it wants to just like awaken your Kundalini and stuff comes up. It stuff comes up in yoga a lot. Um, different types of exercise do different things and yoga will really, really bring you to a realization. And the previous night I had... Um, I was really disappointed in my husband. Um, you know, I didn't tell that part of the story and I need to. My husband and I worked out um, our marriage. It, uh, the miracle of my life is that my husband and I are still together after all those. Um, I mean, I don't even have words for the pain that um, we both went through during that that horrendous time of um, of spiritual learning. So anyway, my husband currently, who's amazing, let me down and I was feeling really, really bummed, but I just worked through it. You know, it wasn't a big deal. 
So then I went to yoga and at the end in Savasana, I was hit with tremendous disappointment. And the disappointment was bigger than um, my husband. And it was the first time in my entire life that I had felt disappointment this huge. My, I was so disappointed in my husband. I was so disappointed in every man that I had ever dated. I was so disappointed in my father. I was so disappointed with every man that had ever been in my life. And I was even disappointed in Santa Claus. My disappointment was so big. I left yoga just tears dripping down my face. Wow. I didn't know what to do with this and I didn't know what it meant. And all I knew is that I needed to do something. So I drove myself to the beach and, um, I was at the beach and crying to, and luckily there was a friend there that I really, really love. And, um, tears were just, I was just like, I can't do this. Like I am so disappointed with every man that I've ever met in my life. It's not the same with women. I'm not disappointed in, in women. Does this mean I need to be a lesbian? And I needed to step back and, and look a little deeper and investigate what this tremendous disappointment really was. Um, and I realized that I am looking for approval for my personal validity and the reflection of men in my life. I don't do it for women because I'm a female and that's just sort of this trippy way that feminine and male physical energies will play out. When I was 10 years old, um, I, I was told and realized by my cousin who's passed away that my dad is a drug addict and that's why he always locked his bedroom door um, when I would go visit him my mother and father were separated. And so I adored, I adored my father and realizing that he was a drug addict devastated me. So I would write in poetry. I did everything I could to try to get my dad back and I couldn't. And there, um, at that time at 10 years old, I started looking for, uh, a wholeness in men and it was ferocious. I was more boy crazy than I've ever seen another human being. And as a 38-year-old woman now, I really understand why. I had tremendous grief and loss, and I didn't have the natural original validity of my father's approval that I was um, good enough to be loved because he just couldn't. So there stemmed this interesting storm of me grabbing every boy I could get my hands on. Um, what's interesting, and this is really personal, but I find it fascinating, is that um, I'm so, you know, I just went boy after boy after boy, and I was 13 years old on Halloween, which yesterday was Halloween, when I lost my virginity. Um, and once I got that out of the way, it was man after man after man, which in, ensued shame, a lot of shame. Um, and so me finding validation was never, ever going to happen. And I had no idea how to resolve this. <sighs> so what happens now is I'm at the beach 
And um, I'm seeing that, oh my God, you know, I have looked for men in my entire life to be my validity and it's backfired my whole life. And when I'm disappointed now in my husband, it feels more tremendous and scary than it would to another person is what I realized. I had more fear and old karma and old story associated with letdown than normal people. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's because I've been looking at, you know, for validity in men. And what's the answer? Is the answer, you know, to go back to that child and, um, you know, give that child love? Is the answer to become a lesbian? No, those actually aren't the answer. The answer is um, using that information of disappointment and using it as a compass to find my own delight. The opposite of dis disappointment is delight. So how can I, how can I fix that? How, how can I look? How can I be my own voice um, and be that masculine energy and hold my own vulnerable um, feminine energy? Um, how can those um, intertwine? How can I support myself more? How can I use that disappointment as a compass to my delight? And I just was able to be like, this is about me and this is about my energy and I can, I can work now to balance out that masculine energy that I kind of messed up with the whole progression of my life. I want to slow down now and just go over what feminine and male energy is. An unbalanced um, energy is creative longing. Um, you'll feel you burned out in your life or potentially angry. The positive things about feminine energy is it's softer, gentler, nurturing, loving, receptive, open, fast, and energized. It loves the process of creation. It loves creating community. Male energy, the positives about male, is they're all about leadership, action, adventure, logic, efficiency, confidence, focus. They don't love the process as much as they really love the end goal. And their um, the way that they create their community is with is through entertainment. So they're just um, a little bit different. It's super. It's super interesting. <laughs> Oh, my dog's dreaming. You're hearing him dreaming. So it, during this time that I g gave up alcohol, I was really borrowing someone else's voice. Um, and that was wonderful. Like when you're stuck in a place that's dark and you don't have a strong enough inner voice, you use any strong voice that you can. You listen to your friends, you listen to your heroes, and you just put that inside of you and you walk forward. And now what's happening is um, I'm developing my own voice. And what I'm learning about that own voice is that it's amazing. Um, my connection to my higher power, to my source is a huge part of hearing that voice. A couple of weeks ago, I heard in my, in my head, my, my own voice telling me, that I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you M more than just, um, you know, doing cleanses and quitting drinking. I am proud of your life. I am proud of where you live. I am proud of your friends. I am proud of everything. I just felt this recognition of my own self feeling so much pride. 
And that was it. That was a part of my mo my own um, validation. And it's really hard to say, well, is that is that necessarily um, male? But it's supporting the vulnerability. It's the it's the total um, it's the action and um, the logic and the confidence that comes in male energy to that that feminine way of moving and growing. So I just want to share with everybody listening that we need to fight really hard to hear our own inner voice and we need to run towards the roar of whatever our pain point is in transformation. You have to run what you're afraid of and you have to use every voice of support that is possibly available to you. Anything you can use, do it. If you're in a hole and there's anybody reaching for you, grab that hand until it leads to the next and soon you'll be able to hear your own voice. I'm in a place now where I'm creating that own voice and I'm celebrating that that voice of um, of approval of um, validation. When I hear that voice, I I celebrate it with the universe. And when these two energies, your Shakti and Shiva, your feminine and masculine, when they're intertwined, you really can use this balanced energy for clear manifestation, like a you know a radio pole of a beacon of um, pulling out, you know, pushing out a pulsation of information to call out to the universe. This is me. I am here. My transformation is about realizing that my disappointment in men has nothing to do with men. It has to do with me listening and celebrating and collaborating with my own voice. So that's it. I hope that was um, helpful to some of you. Um, the last thing that I wanted to say to tie it together is that Michael Mead, my favorite storyteller, also says that you can't have happiness without recognizing the sorrow in the world. If you deny grief, you will never have joy. We really have to use um, things like disappointment as um, a little registering point of information like that's so much information if you're disappointed that's where you look stop your day and look why am i disappointed feel it in your body think about what it's involved with and move with it one of the things that's helping me take a hold of my transformation and call it an initiation of a lifetime is that I am doing things that are hard. I am making sure that I go to a level two, three vinyasa yoga class once a week. I'm working out all the time. I make sure that I do weightlifting um, with my favorite teacher, Karina. Um, I'm making sure that I go out into the forest and I run my dog and I am jumping in the ocean every single day for 25 days. And these commitments are helping me look at those small pieces of information like disappointment and turning it into, oh my God, such a huge realization about myself and my own voice. So run towards the roar. Don't be afraid. Go towards the roar. I know you can do it. 
This is a podcast about transformation. I can't wait for you guys to hear who's coming up next in the following weeks. I'm going to keep it a surprise. I have two people that I am just so excited to have on. And um, I just hope that you guys can run towards the war for this week to come and for the first week of November. And as we leave this full moon, thanks so much. Bye.